Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as Self-Discovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Your Health is Your Choice, right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, and boy, are you in for a juicy show, is Dr. Timothy Teal. He, he says our bodies are physically responsive to our emotional experiences of life. Now, he's been a practicing doctor for a long time, but has decided that he needs to go a different route. Why? Because medicine is not serving us anymore. It's not even serving the physicians that are trying to serve you. Kind of big pharma has stepped in and all these other systems that are in place, it kind of cripples the physician. And then what we see is the parents, uh, patient suffering. But you know, uh, being a patient, first and foremost, we've got to get our mind around our health to get our body around our health. And we've got so much to talk about today. He said he's a retired board certified ear, nose and throat physician, turned author, coach and course creator. Throughout his career as a physician, he's discovered the shortcomings of traditional medicine and had some life-changing experiences that demonstrated a clear and powerful connection between the food we eat and the thoughts that we think and the profound impact on our physical health. The most profound uh, incident was meeting uh, an octogenarian, I hope I've said that right, who uh, was a 35-year survivor of recent, how do you say this, epi? French. Recurrent esophageal cancer. Okay, whatever that cancer is. Means it came back. <laughs> who taught uh, who taught him how the powerful combination of emotion and imagination can impact our physical bodies. Applying the approach to his own life gave him a life-changing insight to the definition of positive and negative emotion and provide a context for cutting-edge philosophy and a new understanding of our DNA, its role in our lives, the emotion it affects on the DNA. And he is currently uh, a teach cancer patient. He currently teaches cancer patients how to use their cancer diagnosis as a pivot to point to create to emotional environment that can profoundly impact their disease process and the process of creating joy, empowerment that allows them to live on their own terms. I've said this over and over again, that I think that cancer is an 80% emotional disease and 20% environmental. And I think most diseases come about from dis-ease. It's what we put in our body. It's what we put in our thoughts. It's what is around us. Everything is bombarding us. And if we could take away all of that, and just live simply and more harmoniously, more purposefully, I think we would be healthier, happier, and more productive. So welcome to the show, Dr. Tim. Thank you, Sarah. It's so nice to be here. I, I, I it, What a wonderful introduction. I couldn't have written it better myself. Was, <laughs> oh, I wonder who did. fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, one of the uh, one of the most exciting things that I have seen in my lifetime is really since the uh, since the pandemic, you know, kind of got started. The pandemic kind of shook everybody's cage and yeah. uh, and uh, made everybody you know, stop and ask themselves. Uh, I think I, there's a chance that I can die here, and uh, and I'm not necessarily living the kind of life that I want to <sighs> live, or having the uh, having the emotional experience of life that I want to live. 
I saw something fascinating happen you know, throughout the hospitals where I was working. And uh, I saw personal development books laying on uh, laying on yes. workstations and all over the place. I'm like, oh, no, that's that's really neat. Yes. I mean, it, I, I, what a fascinating response from uh, from the global population uh, about something that, you know, you know, really turned out to be kind of ugly, kind of a no uh, a no big deal for a lot of people, but a big deal for you know, for those Many who others. suffered from it. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> I, I was it really warmed my heart. To see that kind of a response from people, and I, uh, I, I, I it, that has struck me, and it, it, it continues to strike me because I think there's a, you know, there is an awakening yes. really that's going on around the world um, for people to understand. Maybe this life is not exactly what I think it is. Maybe there's a different way to live it. Maybe I should you know, live the way I want to live because life is going to have an end. Yeah. And, um, and that, and you never uh, that, know when. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We 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 never know when and uh, and so and, and my life was no different than anybody else's. There were a lot of things that were happening in 2020, 2021, 2022 that uh, that completely changed the course of my life altogether. And uh, and I uh, was introduced to a number of concepts that I uh, had never known before. I started to see the world a little bit differently. And uh, and just like uh, just like you had mentioned, uh, my my conversation with this, you know, with this 80 year old patient was mind blowing, but that wasn't the part that was a really big deal. It's when I started applying some of these techniques and, uh, and started learning uh, about what he did through some other sources. And I you know, started putting the pieces together. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a story. I have to tell this. And, uh, and, and it's, it, it, the story is no different. It's on the same lines of, uh, of what you teach as well, but no, but it has drawn things into very, very clear focus for me. It's like, oh, I have a different understanding here that yeah. uh, that when we Hopefully apply it, it, <laughs> no, it, it is uh, when we apply this uh, in the way that uh, uh, in in the way that we get conti- uh, that we get results that are uh, that are fairly consistent. It's like maybe there's a different way to see all this stuff. So if if you don't mind, I would just. You know, to tell the story of, uh, of meeting do. this guy. Please so, do. so uh, what was it? Was your pivot really, after all? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it, it didn't become the pivot until later on, but it, no, but it, it was. It definitely the dropped seed. the bomb that no, that says mm, this is no, this really needs to be paid attention to. So, <clears throat> I, had a, I had a patient. He was eighty, about eighty, eighty-one years old. He came to see me for the same problem that about half of my uh, adult patients came to see me for. He had a cough that wouldn't go away. He, had, uh, he was hoarse from time to time. He felt a tickle in his throat. He's uh, scared to death. He's got cancer. So we uh, we would take a, uh, an endoscope and put uh, put down his throat while they were awake. We'd just you know numb up their throat and put it down there. When we pulled up the uh, the the picture on a uh, on a TV screen uh, there in my office, you could see something that just didn't belong there. And he saw it immediately and said, "Ooh, that's not good." And I said, "Eh." I see this. I, this is this is what I do all the day, all day long. And I you know I've seen this before. It's no big deal most of the time. However, on his paperwork, he had written that he had uh, a history of cancer, but he didn't say what kind. And I said, given your history, this is begging for a biopsy. So no, so we need to do that. But I said, what kind of cancer did you have? He said, I had esophageal cancer. And I said, oh, that's really bad. The esophagus connects our, uh, connects our throat to, uh, to our stomach. And um, uh, esophageal cancer is n- not something that you want. And I said, 
I said, when was this? And he said, which time? And I said, you, you had it more than once. He said, he said, yeah, they cut it out of me and it came right back. I said, that's what esophageal cancer does. And that's why you don't want it. Uh, but I said, that's, you still haven't answered my question. When was this? And he said, 35 years ago. And I said, come again, chief. He said, that's, that's right. He said, 35 years ago. And, I, and he doesn't have a peg, do he? Isn't he's not being fed through his stomach. Mm. He's not, you know, he's still swallowing. And I, I said, uh, you know, with all due respect, you realize that statistically you've been dead for at least 30 years. He said, yeah, I know. And he just he just smiles at me. And I'm like, so you did something, didn't you? And he said, yeah, I did. And I said, what did you do? And he said, young man, he said, you're the first doctor in 35 years that ever asked me that question. He said, everybody else just took credit for, you know, for curing my cancer. And I said, well, that's kind of what we do. But... <laughs> I also know the statistics and with all due respect, you're dead. Mm -hmm. Nobody survives for 35 years you know, with an esophagus. I said, you did something. I want to know what you did. And he said, well, I don't tell a lot of people about it. And I said, I'm sure. I said, what did you do? And he said, well, he said, the first thing I did was, uh, was I made a decision. And I said, I said, what was that decision? He said, I decided not to fight cancer. And I said, Interesting. Why would you decide not to fight cancer? And he said, well, he said, close your eyes and uh, and I'll explain it to you. I said, you're not like going to do something weird to me. Or he said, no, no, just close your eyes. Use, use your imagination for a second. I said, okay. He said, imagine that you're sitting alone in a room and, uh, and a guy walks in the room. He closes the door behind you. He turns around. He looks at you and you realize in that moment that you're going to have a fight with this guy. I'm like, oh. Uh. He said, yeah. Oh. He said, now, keep your eyes closed. And he said, tell me one answer. He said, did the guy get bigger or did he get smaller? He got bigger. Mm -hmm. He said, right. He said, I didn't want my cancer to get bigger. So I decided not to fight cancer. I said, Brilliant. fascinating. I said, is that all you did? He said, no. So what else did you do? <laughs> Bring in the and real. Like, come on. Right. I've got you. You've got it's, me hooked here. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm, in, I'm in. I just need to know. He said, well, I made another decision. I said, what was that other decision? He said, no. He said, after they cut it out and it came right back, he said, I pretty much figured I'm done here. So I decided to simply accept the fact that this was going to make a, a, a widow out of my wife orphans out of my children and it was going to take me from the you know, from the work that I really enjoyed and it was probably going to kill me so I just simply accepted the fact that that's what was happening and I said interesting is that all you did he said no <laughs> and he just smiled <laughs> what else did you do <laughs> he said well he said I really don't like to uh, tell a lot of people about it because I don't want them to think I was weird. And I said, what do you care if people think you're weird? Exactly. It worked. Yes. And he said, he said, well, he said, you know, for a long time, he said, for 40 some odd years, he said, I was a pastor of a church. And he said, quite unfortunately, what people think matters. And I mm -hmm. said, fair enough. What did you do? And he said, well, I, he said, I sat down in a chair two, three, four times a day. 
whenever I would think about it. And uh, he said, I would close my eyes and I imagined sending it to love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's all he did. Mm -hmm. he said, that's all I did for 35 years. And uh, <laughs> I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no, sir, that's all I did. So for 35 years, that's what he did. Okay. Ah, well, gosh, yes, 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 yes. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so let's talk about all of this stuff because no, I, I, he taught me there, there's, there's really big lessons in here. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and the first big lesson is, uh, is the first decision that he made. And that was not to fight cancer. Well, stop feeding the a, problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, but no, but here's the, here's the really big, really, 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 really big lesson in here. No. From an emotional standpoint, we can classify every emotion that we feel into one of two categories. It's either positive emotion or negative emotion, okay? Do you know what the difference is between positive and negative emotion? Because I didn't know until like not too long ago. The difference between positive and negative emotion, because emotion is just energy yes. in motion, okay? And the difference between negative and positive emotion, negative emotion, the, the locus of emotional power is outside of us. It's external to mm -hmm. us. It's, it's emotional energy that's moving away from us. Okay. That energy is dispersive by definition. It's moving away from us. Depeating. It's chaotic. Mm -hmm. It's exactly. Mm -hmm. it's, it's dispersive. It's chaotic. Uh, it's destructive energy. Mm -hmm. Which is useful in a fight. Yes. Okay? It is useful when we want to run away, when we need to hide from something. Okay. That's survival level programming, right? That's and so negative emotion has has a purpose. Okay. It's it's a low-level purpose, but no, it has a purpose. Positive emotion, the definition of positive emotion is emotional energy that is concentrating within us. It is no, the locus of emotional power is inside of us. It is organized, it is concentrated, it is creative energy. Okay? Generator. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, and so uh, so that uh, that's the difference. This this concept, when I understood this for the first time at 50 some odd years old, changed my life completely yeah. because now you understand why it's uh, why negative emotion feels so bad and uh, and why you know, why positive emotion feels good but more important who gets to decide what our emotional response is who gets to decide mm -hmm. okay uh -huh. and and it's really important because we're not always deciding and there is a, uh, a, a, a I, I will tell you with 100% certainty there is an emotional program running inside of every single yes. one of us and i can prove it to you in three questions number 1 have you ever experienced sadness anger fear hatred jealousy anxiety or upset yes or no have you felt that absolutely of course you have because we're human beings exactly. okay question 2 have you woken up this day or any other day of your lifetime and said, I want to experience sadness, anger, hatred, <laughs> jealousy, despair, anxiety, or upset. Have you ever wanted that? Have, yes or no? No. <laughs> of course not. Third question. Why are you experiencing these things? Mm -hmm. If you're experiencing them and don't want to, it's almost like there's a program running inside yeah. of every single one of us yeah. that until something happens, until we have 
a worldwide pandemic, a diagnosis, an injury, uh, the death of a spouse, you know, the death of a loved one, whatever, something that rattles our cage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to wake up to the fact that mm, I'm not necessarily having the experience of life that I want to have. Yes. And uh, and can things be different, or uh, you know, how can things be different? And we start looking at uh, at how to uh, how to reprogram that emotional response. Big deal. Okay? Very big. Second thing that this guy taught me was he made a conscious decision to accept things the way they are. Okay, he didn't say I choose to love it. He didn't say I want it like this. He didn't say oh, I'm going to get excited. I'm just going to be positive. Mm -hmm. He didn't say any of that. Okay. He said, I'll simply choose to accept things the way they are. Yes. Partner it. That's, that's an emotional response, mm -hmm. but it's not an overwhelmingly positive emotional response. It's just inside, yes. Yes. just inside yes. of me. It's, okay? it's, an, it's an awareness of the, that there is definitely a situation and I can't la 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 it away. But what Precisely. I can do is learn to manage it. Right. By Simply, partnering yeah. with it and, and acknowledging it and giving it all the love and support it needs. <laughs> oh, you're like way, way steps ahead of me on this one, sister. <laughs> Trying to take baby steps. And you're like, let's take the whole marathon. <laughs> no, for people who don't understand mm -hmm. that there is an emotional program running inside of you uh, and, uh, and that negative emotions are survival yeah. level programming. If we don't survive, we don't get to uh, to make the choice of having an emotional uh, yeah. a, a, of choosing our emotional response. So, you know, so survival level programming is God's way of giving you a chance yes. to live long enough to uh, to say, okay, no, this is the way life can be. And uh, and there's a in especially in the cancer world, the cancer care world, every doctor that has ever taken care of a uh, of a cancer patient. I've, they've all got a story of somebody like my guy yes. who mm -hmm. completely beat the odds of their diagnosis. They're like, they, just crazy that, you know, but they notice a pattern of behavior and uh, the pattern of behavior among these people who beat the, uh, who beat the odds, they're happy, they're yep. optimistic, and they're emotionally empowered despite, despite yes. the circumstances. Yes. And so what these people are all doing is exactly what my patient uh, taught me to do. And that is to take conscious control of your emotional response and the easiest way, the lowest rung on the ladder, the, uh, the easiest step to get your foot on is acceptance yes. because it's just inside of you. I mean, literally yep. just under your skin. And, uh, and if you make the, uh, the decision to, uh, to decide what kind of an emotional response you're going to have, who has the power to make that decision? Only you. Only you. Only you. you have the power to make that decision. Nobody and else can second... make it for you. It's up to you. They can impose right. it on you. It's up to you whether you accept it or not. Exactly. But the second that we decide to uh, to do the, uh, the, the, the positive thing of accepting things just exactly the way they are, the energy shifts inside. Yes. And that energy shift is not insignificant. And what it demonstrates to people in that moment is, oh, Good heavens, I, I'm powerful. I get to choose my emotional response. Yes, you are extremely yeah. powerful. Yes, and then and the next step beyond that is to uh, is to use the you know the third step that this guy did was he sat down in a chair, he closed his eyes, he used his imagination mm -hmm. 
to visualize sending the most powerful thing that he knew. And he was a pastor for crying out loud. Right, he, right. he taught this for 40 yeah. years. What's no, you know, every religion on the planet, they don't no, they don't teach science, they teach emotion, they teach yes. love for crying out loud. Yes. And no, and he no, he did the very thing that no, that he stood from the pulpit no, and no, and taught that closed his eyes and said, I'm powerful. I have the no, I have the choice of what kind of energy that no, that I send to that. And I'm going to choose the most powerful thing that I know of and use my imagination, the very thing that you and I have all been taught from the time that we were children not to use. Stop making things up. I, I'm, I'm sorry, against... my imagination is always being bigger than me. <laughs> it's always right. been my ruler. But so many of us, <laughs> yeah, so many of us are using our uh, imagination to dream up horrible things that can happen to us. Exactly, exactly. Yes, and then it's they how do. Gain what, it's gain what a vision. Oh. You know, he became the love he sought. Precisely. All right. And Precisely. when you become that love, you know, it changes the water in your body. You've heard of the Emoto water experience, uh, right? The the yes. three glasses of water for those that um, don't. I did a, a two show with uh, his assistant because Emoto died and he continued on his work. But the, the three glasses is one glass is ignored, one is given negativity, one is given positivity. The ignored one didn't change the water, the negativity went dark and the crystallization of the positivity one. And we've got to realize we're 70, 90% water in our body. Right. Oh, you reckon? Uh-huh. Well, here's here's where I'm going to go off the rails, and this is where you know, where the things that I have to teach people get really, really exciting, because you know, I believe that you know, that we are on the cusp of starting to understand not only you know, you know everything that we've talked to about you know, so far. A lot of people will write up, "Oh, that's a bunch of woo-woo stuff." Okay, well, you can do that. Pay attention to you know, to right here. Because uh, what uh, what I teach and where uh, where we're going from this moment forward takes the woo woo and adds it to science, science, and you realize yes. uh, you realize mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that mm, it's measurable. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe then well, yeah, it is measurable. It's measurable. And, uh, and I found out how to do it anyway. Here's uh, here's this is uh, this is what uh, medicine uh, has taught me. There's uh, number one. The greatest instructor I ever had, he was a he was an ear surgeon in Delaware. He took me aside one day and he said, he said, there is so much more that we don't understand about these bodies than that which we do. And he said, if anybody ever tells you that we got it all figured out, run away from them. Exactly. Because they are completely and utterly deluded. He said, there is a lot more to these bodies than we, you know, that we don't understand. Gave me the academic freedom to think about uh, about what's uh, what what it is that I'm seeing, and to learn to uh, yeah. to do this every once in a yes. while, and yes. this every Turn once in a while, and look at things looking straight at, yeah, Precisely. no box, so, right? No box. Like let's just right. see what's so, outside. So of here's this here's box. where the box comes off. You ever been around an Alzheimer's patient? Yes. They can't tell you what they had for breakfast, even though they got egg on the corner of their mm-hmm. mouth. But they can tell you exactly what happened in mm-hmm. uh, in vivid detail 50, 60, 70 yes. years ago. Okay. What do you think that means about you know, long-term memory? I don't know the science behind it. <laughs> Does anybody in medicine? Because they're yeah. all no, they've all been taught that no, that all the memory is and, and stuff is right in here. Okay, mm. and uh, and what I you know, the question that I pose is, what if it's not? Yeah. What if it's not? They've got a brain full of goo that can't form new memories, but somehow. They've got access to uh, to long term memory that uh, that 
isn't doesn't seem to be bothered by their disease. What right. if that long-term memory is stored somewhere else? Okay. Emotion is the is the tool, it's the language, it's the energy that we use to drive information into our long-term memory. Okay. And I can prove it to you. What were you doing September 11, 2001? Where were we at? What were you doing? Yeah, I remember. Obviously, what? that was nine. Right. Tell me, tell right? me what you I right. was, what were you doing? I, I was at home, watched TV, took my kids to school, I went shopping and then came back and watched the news and was horrified. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what were you doing September 11th, 2023? It was just a few months ago. Any clue? Um, probably doing an interview. In fact, actually, definitely doing a couple of interviews. But don't ask okay. me who with them. I'd have to look it ah, up. <laughs> ah, so, uh, so what was the difference between September 11th, 2023 and September 11th, 2001? Exactly. It was the emotional response yes. that you had to the information. I mean, what emotions yes. were you feeling? Sadness, anger, yes. despair, yes. hatred, you know, fear, shock, blah, blah, blah. I actually brought Greatest. this up a, a, a little while ago with my uh, my son-in-law and my son, and you know, I was uh, the grandmother in the middle holding my grandson who has Down syndrome, and you know, my son-in-law was talking to my son about stress and anxiety, and I said, "Look, your anxiety is you've got two babies under three, you know, Don. One with Down syndrome, and he's had some you know stomach issues, and they broke his femur bringing him out. You've been nothing through one one, of the, and we all got the RSV virus at Christmas. He was in hospital with it. It's been one thing after the other. You know, this is you've got the natural stress of young children and the added stress on top of that. My son runs a restaurant. He's got different type of stress. I said, I'm grandma in the middle here. I've been there. My daughter said to me, Mom, how did you manage this with three of them? And I said, I don't know. I just did it because the day to day you do. It's the pivotal memories of things that come into your mind, something that was out of the ordinary, something that, that elevated you, something that was joyous or horrific that you remember, but you don't remember the day to day because you're too busy immersed in it. Like now yeah, you were running grandma, on the I can program, actually take Sarah. the time to enjoy the baby. <laughs> right. Well, you were running on the program. And yes, that's, uh, exactly. That's, uh, that's how you were created. That's how it's supposed yes. to work. And uh, because the program works, and if the program doesn't work, then we rewrite it. Mm -hmm. Greatest instructor you I ever had. You have to realize the program's school. not working, though. That's the big thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We have to understand that there's a program. Yes. There. The greatest, the greatest instructor that I had in medical school. His name was Ed Goyon, and he's a he's an absolute legend in medical education. He's been teaching for like 30 years. He was my pathology instructor, and he was he was an unbelievable teacher. He had this knack for being able to teach uh, patients or uh, teach uh, physicians tra uh, physicians in training. Um, very rapidly and uh, and be able to commit it to long-term memory, the information that he was teaching. You know what the guys, I mean, he was so good. He put on weekend seminars and you know, kids that were having problems getting past their uh, their board exams could go to a two-day uh, two weekend seminar, go out the next week, pass their boards, boom, no problem. He is a legend. You know what his secret was? Fart jokes, poop <laughs> jokes. Yes. Shaggy dog stories and dad stories. Yes. Well, what he would do is he would teach a piece of information and he'd tell you a dumb joke and you'd go, oh, bam, the that, information, yeah. that information got committed to long-term memory just like that exactly. because there was a little bit of a little bit of emotion attached to the information. And so we, you know, we drove it into long-term memory. So you know, the question is, where is long-term memory stored? And I'm going to let the fish, a fish, tell the story, okay? <laughs> Come on. That's juicy. You got to ask me about the fish, right? <laughs> Have you heard of this fish called a salmon? You ever, um, you ever heard of yes, fish? one of my favorite fishes. Right. Yes. <laughs> let me let me make you really cool because 
the, no, the story of the salmon is that, you know, last fall, his folks swam up river. They dug holes in the gravel way up high in the mountains. Okay. Uh, mountain stream. They dig a really, really deep hole in that gravel, like a foot, foot and a half deep. They lay their eggs in it. Their buddies come along, fertilize them, and then they die. Right. Those eggs sit in that stream. The next, uh, the next year they, uh, they hatch out. Those little fish swim around. They swim downstream. They go out to the ocean. They, you know, they grow up, they eat. They spend two, three, four, five, six, eight years, maybe 10 years out there, depending on the species of the fish. And then one day, a light goes off in his head. He says, time to go home. And he turns around. And it's not just him. It's every member of the species of that generation at the same time. Yes. Okay. Unbelievable sets of, uh, of uh, coincidences here. <laughs> Programming. They all swim back to the same river. They go all the, they start jumping over the waterfalls. Okay. No, dodging the bears. <laughs> dodging the bears, dodging the fishermen. They go back to the, not just the exact stream. They go back to the exact stream bed way up high in the mountains where they were hatched. They dig holes. They lay their eggs, their buddies fertilize them, and then they die. Absolutely no contact with the generation before. Right. No contact whatsoever with the generation afterwards. There's only one point of contact between uh, between that fish and every generation before him and every generation after him. It was in that egg. What's in the egg? Mm. What's DNA. in the egg? Memories. DNA. Yeah. DNA. Oh, oh you're, you're, you're doing that mem- <laughs> You're doing that marathon thing again. You're way ahead of me here on that thing. So... so so it's vividly obvious that there's not just structural information in DNA. There's only no, there's only one way that you know, that that fish got those instructions of how yes. to live this unbelievable life. And yet, for you know, we've only known about DNA for like seventy years, seventy five. No, and by the way, it was not Watson and Crick that discovered DNA. Did you know this? No. There's a young lady by the name of um, Rosalind Franklin, uh, mm. and uh, they uh, they got a hold of her yes. research and uh, and then got credit for it. That's why we call it history and not her story. Right. So, uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, all that's aside. Oh, no, all of that, that is coming up and revealing in these days yeah. of how many women did inventions and how oh, many men God. stole them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Anyway, no, the, um, no, the point is that DNA, the 3% of, uh, of the DNA in your cells and mine is all it takes to code us from head to toe. The whole recipe yes. for you is in that DNA, and it only takes 3% of the DNA to you know, to account for all of that information. And it's replicated like 30, 40 trillion times in our body. Unbelievably powerful biochemical information storage system, probably the most powerful one in a known universe, yes. right? All in our cellular structure. All in, that, all in those cells. So uh, if... Uh, you know what we call the other 97% of that DNA? We call it junk because we don't know what it does. Because nobody's activated it. <laughs> no, it's not that nobody's activated it. It's that you know, it, we can't weigh it. We can't measure it. We can't right. figure out what that you know, what that information is. The salmon would tell you what that, you know, what that's, you know, it's not just structural information. It's the program. It gets better. 2004. 15, I think no, there was a no, there was a researcher in Canada by the name of Rachel Yehuda published a study in no, biological psychiatry. No, and what they no, what they did was they pulled DNA samples from the, no, the no, from some Holocaust survivors, people that know that made it out of the war. They, no, they or made it out of the camps. They got to Canada. They had babies. Babies grow up and no, and their no, their children in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. We're seeking out psychiatric services for anxiety and depression at 300% the rate of the rest of the population. Not 3%, not 30%, right. three 
times the rate of the rest of the population. This is a big deal. Yes. So she pulled DNA samples from yes. uh, from the Holocaust survivors and from these mm -hmm. uh, and from these kids. Guess what they see in that junk DNA? They see long strings of methylated DNA. Methylated just means that you know, that they could either be methylated or or acetylated strings of DNA. Methylated means it's active. Acetylated means that it's you know, that it's inactive. But they see long strings of methylated DNA in that junk yes. DNA that they don't see in the rest of the population in their controls. They didn't see it. So they you know, they saw something. Now, now, now the article says, oh, well, we've come to the conclusion that that doesn't mean anything because we already know it's junk. You can't know anything. No. You can't learn and, and, anything and about something that you already know. One man's junk is another man's treasure. So those, you know, um, you know, like you know, it's, it's that too. But, it, there but is my uh, point something is, in that junk that's obviously yeah, running is, the program, right? But they're yeah, unaware of. Yeah. No kidding. And uh, so the question is, wouldn't it be useful from a uh, from an evolutionary creation, uh, one generation to another? Wouldn't it be useful to pass information from one generation to the next? If you saw something, if you experienced a piece of information that was so important that you got emotionally, uh, it, it emotionally activated you, wouldn't it be useful to be able to store up that information and then pass it on to the yes. next generation? Positive. Even if you didn't survive long enough to teach them, right? wouldn't it be useful to take that information, code it up, and they, uh, they would respond to it at an emotional level. That says, if you see guys with big, tall, black boots, brown shirts, and these little swastika things, yes. you better get afraid, <laughs> run away, hide, or fight. It's an awesome survival mechanism. Think about that, how powerful that, uh, that piece of information is. Well, here's where it gets really interesting, okay? If I'm right, if it takes information attached to emotion... To, uh, to create long-term memory. If we're storing long-term memory if, uh, and, and we're storing that in DNA, mm -hmm. do you know what that means? That means that, uh, that you, just like a fish that doesn't know what water is, that means that you've been manipulating your own DNA from the time that you were conceived. Hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Guess what cancer is? Guess what cancer is? Uh, DNA disease. Right. It's a DNA disease. Yes. The Guess it, what it the was an emotional disease. Yes. <laughs> Guess what the nature of cancer is. It is dispersive, destructive, yes. chaotic energy. It's alive, just like you. But no, but it is dispersive, destructive, chaotic yeah. energy. Guess what healing is? Organized, concentrated, yes. creative. I'm Ooh. going to... Um... I'm going to take you a, a woo-woo step further, all right, because um, I, I'm very high-practicing spiritualist, so I very much believe that we're having um, a spiritual existence in a human body, right? So Exactly. I no, I no longer believe that we are bodies with souls. I am 100% no. with you. We are spirits we are souls with having God. a human. Yes. We are yes. souls. We are spirits having a human yes. experience. Absolutely. Not, this life is not at all what it appears to be no. at all. No. And now, you know, by, by understanding the biology of all this stuff, now we're starting to understand. Yes. Oh, yes. This is this is this is our destiny. It is to learn to control yes. these pieces of meat that we're living inside. Yes, of, yes, yes, yes. Using using the very things that you want to talk about. So go. Uh, let me hand it back to you. sister. <laughs> Get after it. Okay, so obviously we have got DNA memories 
in in uh, you know in our structure from our parents, but also from our past, from every experience they've ever had, right? So it's ancestral, it's uh, it's in the blood, but it's also in our past lifetimes. So every yeah. lifetime we have, we bring back those memories, and they are stored in our cellular structure. Now I have had quite a number of lifetimes removed from me. They were in my structure and they were blocking me from having this human existence. So they were removed and then later on discovered there were even more in a deeper level of my cellular structure. Now, for me, those cells need to be plump and juicy in order to work for you. If they break down like a bad apple in the barrel, they start affecting everything else. So that is when we get disease and that disease could be environmental, could be toxic, the foods we put in there, but the emotion we put in there, the environment that we put in there, the thoughts that we have. We are bombarded and have been now for quite a number, for this last century, on. We have had nothing but wars, nothing but death, nothing but power-hungry people coming into power, suppressing people, controlling people, and we're seeing that rise up again in its ugly face. And so people, instead this time of being just submissive, are saying to hell with this somewhere in my memory DNA is a warrior coming up. I'm not going to fight you on your level. I'm not going to stoop that low. I'm going to fight you with love and compassion and conviction and unity. And I'm going to be there to support other people, to plump up their beauty, beautiful, juicy cells and to ignite those other memories of joy of living that have been suppressed because of this constant bombardment of misery that we've been living in for over a century. And we're going to actually step up there and be that love that we so desperately seek. We're not going to wait for it to happen to us. We're going to become what we want to happen. And we're not going to meet hate and anger and aggression. We're going to meet it with love and compassion and illumination. Right. And, you know, we've known for a long time that, you know, that love is more powerful than fear. Now you understand why, you know, if, again, take that, take that understanding of, of the difference between negative and positive emotion. We have the power to choose what, what direction our emotional energy is going to go. Is it going to be dispersive? Is it going to be chaotic? And is it going to, and is it going to be destructive or is it going to be concentrated, creative, and organized, and we have the power to choose that, but only if we express the power to choose yes. it and get away from the program. Understand there's a program yes. running, yes. Yes. understand yes. it's yes. just survival level stuff. It got you here. And that's the thing that, uh, you know, it, when we talk about this, it's easy to get polarized and say, oh, negative emotions, bad. No, negative yeah. emotions got you here. Negative emotions, I, I, I uh, in my book, uh, I, uh, I teach people to say, listen, tell your caveman, thanks. Yeah. Oh, you're a caveman. Thank you. He got you here. Okay. But we, the entire world is starting to wake up and God love you for the work that you do is to teach people that they are powerful, the power to, 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 unbelievably powerful. We're just beginning to realize that though, because we've been so long operating on this other system, we're now waking up, you know, and from 2094 and then 2012, they've been turning the volume up at us. And that volume okay. is that awakening, awakening up that there is so much more. The cosmos is working with us, the universe, God, energy, whatever you wish right. to call it. There is a divine source that is stronger than us. That is what I call oh, yeah. the wisdom. 
And that yes. wisdom, it comes through the soul. It goes to the heart in truth. It ignites the spirit into action for our mind to have the clarity it needs when it needs it. If right. we operate purely from the mind, we're going to be the hamster on the treadmill constantly going around and around and around and around. It's just like, around. You know, it's just like what, you know, what Einstein said. Listen, the you know, the rational mind is a you know, is a faithful servant, yeah. but the you know, the intuitive mind, and I would add the creative mind, yes. is a, 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 it is it is a gift. It is a sacred gift, and we've created an entire civilization that honors the servant and ignores the gift. And it is time yes. for that gift to wake up uh, and take its yeah. proper place and in, uh, in our lives. And from yes. a stand up tall and yes. understand. And what I'm trying to do is, uh, is tell you from a, uh, from a scientific standpoint, yep. I, you know, I'm, I'm a woo woo guy unquestionably, but I'm also a scientist. I, uh, there's, you know, there but is, why do we call it there is a mechanism. It is. Huh? You know, yeah. I mean, okay, there's two types of fear in my in my thing. There's a the common sense fear. Don't walk in front of the bus. Don't go put your hand right. in the fire, right? Common sense. Right. That's the caveman fear. Don't, don't do things that are going to do. The other fear is just simply the fear of unknown. If we change the word to wonderment instead of fear, I wonder what this is. The exploration of discovery, the excitement right. of what it could be instead of fearful. I don't know what it is. So therefore I'm afraid. What do you know you're afraid of? Well, but that's no, that's that is part of our no, that's part of our caveman, no, yes, but caveman that's programming like, you know, still because we we haven't survived it, so we don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know whether it's survivable. And again, recognize that there's a program. Exactly. Okay? Recognize that it's running in your DNA. Yes. Recognize that, no, that it has <laughs> it has served millenn it has served mankind for millennia, and it that's is not awesome. going to give up easy. Okay? No, and, it is, and it's, it's just it's like still, breathing for crying out loud. I know, but it's still repeating the same old patterns: war, destruction, greed, war, destruction, greed. It's constantly. That's how powerful the, the program is. Exactly. So, <laughs> how do we break that program? Well, number one. We, we, you know, the program is so embedded in our DNA, cellular structure going down for so long. You're not just going to erase it at the surface. You have to insert a new program that is more powerful and that grows more powerfully the more you feed it and the more you use it. It will override right. that other program. But you've got to have right. a program in its place. And that is quite honestly the common sense of compassion and caring, kindness consideration, creativity, and love. Feed those words, feed those actions, feed those thoughts, plant those seeds, make sure you water and nurture them. Right. I'm not talking about everything is going to be suddenly coming up roses. But no. you know, I, I choose to live on the sunny side of the street. I'm completely aware <coughs> of the turmoil and the chaos and the darkness over there. I've been there. Right. I came out of there. I'm there to help the people that want to cross the street. Right. But they've got to uh... choose to want to cross the street. Right, exactly. So, uh, so what it is that uh, that you and I are both teaching? I'll uh, I'll clarify what I think it is. I think it's a matter of understanding natural language, okay? Mm -hmm. And the natural language of our lives, the natural language of our bodies, the natural language of uh, of uh, of our DNA is emotion. Okay? Yes. And emotion, emotion is not spoken. Emotion is not heard. Emotion is not written. Emotion is felt. felt. Okay, uh, it is felt, and when uh, and it's critical for us to learn to feel the wisdom, the wisdom to feel love, to feel acceptance, yes. to feel hatred, to feel jealousy and anxiety and shock and awe and wonder and despair and serenity and peace and 
to learn to feel these things and then choose what, what is to do it, with it. Yeah, and what to that do you with want it. to, you know, that's no, that's really the you know, the essence of of what it is to be you know, to to experience these lives. I'm absolutely convinced that you know, that we made a we made an agreement before we came here of the yes. things that we wanted to experience mm -hmm. and um, uh, and learning to integrate, learning to manipulate mm -hmm. those experiences is uh, is the highest expression of what it is to you know, to live a human life it's not accumulation of uh, of physical goods no. it's uh, it's not uh, it's not being the uh, you know the you know the top of the heap no. it's about it's about completing your contract mm -hmm. completing the experiences that you had learning to master your life learning yes. to master this uh, this uh, this imperfect impermanent existence that we have and then going back and reviewing the contract say, how do we do doc yeah so, exactly exactly did i get it right this time or do yes, i have to go finally. back and finish it yeah really. uh, but i think the you know, one of the important things is to understand our emotions are an indication of how we're feeling or what we're reacting to we have a choice of how we're going to react in it. So I say spend your emotion. If you have to stamp your feet and, you know, that made me mad. Okay, do that. It doesn't mean you have to go punch someone out, right? If you see an injustice, what can you do to empower the change? Empower the right. change. Well, first and foremost, you've got to be the change to empower the change. So how can you change that you in inspiration begets invitation, that you can inspire and invite other people to be a part of that change? It comes from us, within us. What we need to understand about emotions is they're here to indicate how we feel, what needs to be done, and a choice in how we react. Don't become emotional over your emotions, because that's when you lose control. Uh, and not only that, but no, we also have the ability to eject emotion. We mm. do. You know, no, science has actually come to the conclusion this year, last year, I guess, that consciousness exists everywhere. No kidding. <laughs> you know, they, no. Took you a while a to of, get there. A lot, of, a lot of folks in the world have been saying that for a long time, our chief. But no, but have you ever had the experience of uh, of picking up your cell phone and intending to text somebody, and boom, your cell yes. phone goes off, and it's them texting yes. you? Yes. Or have you ever on the uh, same have you Ever, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you ever uh, made a phone call to somebody and it went to voicemail? And when you get off, uh, when you get done leaving your message, you realize that they just left you a message yep. because you guys called one another simultaneously. Yep. I haven't talked to anybody that that hasn't happened to yet. Right. Now, this, now, the question that I always ask them is, does that ever happen to somebody that you don't like? And they're like, no, no, no. Huh. It's those so, good vibrations. Uh, so what you're, yeah. So what you're saying is. <laughs> It only happens to people that you have some kind of an emotion, a positive emotional yes. connection to, and uh, and uh, all the time reaching out through time and space and uh, and touching one another and having it confirmed by that stupid little cell phone. Yeah. Like, are you, are you sure you're not? Let me uh, let me give you a little uh, a little you know one of uh, one of these kind of views of uh, of things since we've discovered DNA. The you know, some of the most powerful technology that you know, that we have on the planet, the computers, cell phones, uh, blockchain technology, AI for crying out loud, all of these things. I I I I'm absolutely certain that the people that you know, that designed them didn't realize what the inspiration for you know, for all of these all of these tools are. But it's us, okay? Yes. We we are the prototype for the you know, for the computer. Mm -hmm. 
We are the prototype for the cell phone. We are the prototype for blockchain technology, for crying out loud. You know, if you understand blockchain, blockchain is, uh, is the same information stored on uh, on thousands of different nodes. You've got 35 trillion nodes in your body that all have the exact same technology and the exact same information 35 trillion times. Yeah. You're the inspiration for blockchain. Artificial intelligence is easy. I mean, it's like, uh, no kidding. That looks like me, walks like me, acts like me. It, uh, <laughs> it can replicate me. It's like really scary. But you know what? All of these, you know, all of these pieces of technology, I think it, what I'm so excited about is that, you know, is that all of these technologies you know, are going to free up humanity yes. Yes. to be more human. Because the yes. one thing that, you know, that all of these, you know, all of these you know, pieces of technology can't do is express emotion. Yeah. They can analyze information. We can analyze information. They can manipulate. Uh, they can information. analyze information can manipulate... better than we can. They can way come up faster, a, way faster. They're so so logical. You know, the other day I, right. I do suffer from depression sometimes, and I'm overloaded at the present moment, and I'm at a crossroads in life, and I know that's the reason why. So I could be rational and logical about it, and I've just got to ride its wave until it's it's done, right? But I decided to have a conversation with AI. You know, I'm feeling like this, and then AI came out with some very logical. Have you thought? about doing this have you thought about doing that and all of those things were very good ideas for anybody that's because the last thing you ever need and what humans are going to tell you to do oh just get over it snap out of it you know and, yeah. and what you want to do is beep off you know because there is no rationale to do with depression but what it came up with and I was so impressed with it I decided to put it out on a blog right because all of the ideas were very good and you could take any one of those ideas and apply it. Now, that is that rational, logical mind that you're not in when you're in a state of flux, right? So having that rational mind is sometimes can be very good. You're seeing something that your emotion won't allow you to see because you're in that state. So it's a, it's a partnership, just like it's a partnership when you have cancer or any other illness. I have an illness that I have had all my life and another one I've had for 27 years. And we're in a partnership. Sometimes its voice is louder than mine and I've got to pay attention to it. And other times it lets me do what I need to do and stays in the background, right? But we've learned to manage and live together and have a respect for one another, right? And it's, I don't treat it as the enemy. It's, it, it's not something that I wanted, but it's being put there. And I understand why from a cosmic level, I understand why. But, and it's something that you just learn to live with because it's here to teach you. It's here right. to teach you something that that you will gain. Had you not had it, you wouldn't have learned this lesson. And I think that's the thing is, instead of going, why me? <laughs> go and go, okay, why Start me? asking the question. Yeah. yeah. Why me? Change your tone and why me? And, 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 and say to, okay, what am I meant to learn from this? What is it trying to tell me? How can I go right. in and pay attention to all those voices inside of me, shut off the outside chatter, that immediately goes doom, gloom, you know, pain, suffering, and then go inside and go, okay, you won't give me anything more than I could cope with. What am I meant to learn from this? How am I meant to manage this? And tune in and the answer will be found. You know, one of the, you know, one of the things that happened to me just a, you know, just a few months ago, you know, I, uh, like a lot of people that, you know, that are in this space, we're, you know, we're very sensitive people and very sensitive to food. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I was being treated for migraines when I was in second grade. I uh, I came very, very, I came dangerously close to losing a colon to uh, uh, to inflammatory bowel disease, and I didn't realize it until after I was in medical school and residency. I'm like, oh my, 
I was very sick. Mm-hmm. And I've learned, you know, you know, that, you know, that there are certain foods that, you know, you just stay away from. Um, I've learned that, you know, that my emotional response to, you know, to things makes that problem better and worse. So my, yes. you know, my body is absolutely an obligate responder to my own emotions. Mm-hmm. However, my, uh, my son had a birthday, one of my sons had a birthday, uh, and, uh, you know, Hey, I like to, uh, I like to get together and, uh, and eat all the things that I'm not supposed to with all my friends and, uh, and drink beer and all the rest of that stuff. I ate too much, drank too much and you know, woke up the next morning feeling horrible mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and i'm like oh gosh i'm paying the price for this and not uh, you know brian cute can't give i sit in a chair going oh what am i supposed to do and i thought I'm just gonna try something since i don't like being here i'm just going to go someplace else yeah and so i closed my eyes and i imagined you know just going straight up in the air 200 feet and uh, and i uh, i I imagined going up in the air 200 feet and I looked around and I, and I decided to just imagine flying around my neighborhood and I, and it was like, Oh, this is kind of fun. And, and so I flew over town and I, and I, and I just kept going. I, I flew down to the Gulf of Mexico and then I thought, what happens if I just go straight up? Boom, I shot straight up and I you know, I shot past the moon and then I went past Mars and then Saturn and Uranus and Neptune. And I'm like, I went all the way to the outside of the uh, of the uh, uh, of the solar system. Didn't see Pluto. It's a little bitty thing. Anyway, <laughs> I, turned, I turned around and I'm like, oh, I'll just go home. And, and I shot back home and I uh, and I flew around the neighborhood one more time. And then I uh, and I came back into my body and. I was amazed yes. at how much better I mm. felt. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't, no, it didn't straighten myself around. You know, I just imagined my way out of a hangover for crying out loud. I, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> you know, what that old man taught me was really powerful stuff. Yes. And I had no idea how powerful that, you know, you know just imagining a different uh, and and getting emotionally involved with you know, with whatever it is that you're imagining we are so unbelievably powerful to change our own lives that it 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 really defy we just can't imagine how uh, how imaginally powerful we are we, we and see, that's no uh, therein lies the problem we see you know mothers who can lift cars off their children you know yeah, really. and, and uh, you know we see we don't know how strong we are we don't know how courageous we are we don't know the abilities we have until we're tested right, right. Until, you know that no, until something shakes us hard it, enough yes, you know, that, you know, know, that diagnosis the loss yes, the pain exactly, whatever exactly exactly that cosmic two by four we get what i call the nudge nudge wink wink which we don't pay attention to and then we get the cosmic two by four all right and that cosmic two by four flattens us but from everybody and i've been doing this 12 years almost for everybody that's had that cosmic two by four that has been flattened that as they rose from, you know, as a phoenix uh, and rose again, they realized what a gift it was because it stopped them from repeating that same old program that kept having them land on their backside, right? And they stepped into what they really were passionate about, what their real calling is, what they're really here to do. And, you know, they, I'm so much more enriched and abundant now for doing what I'm doing than what I was doing before when I had six figures a big tax bracket and I worked 18 hours a day, right? So this is the thing, it's, it's the gift is waiting for us. So, you know, the, the saying six years ago the universe gave me was the universe is going to shake us up, for it to wake us up, for us to step up, to change it up and grow up vibrationally and also grow up. Because as a species, with all the massive technology we have, all the incredible inventions we have, 
we are still emotionally children right and we have right. not grown up from that and and i have a book coming out uh this week called our forgotten children book it's an anthology with 15 of us in this book on the problems around our children and how we're raising them and we're raising them to be dysfunctional we're not raising them to embrace the gift they are questionably and uh you know that's one of the you know, that's one of the next things that i really i'm just i, I I, I have so many ideas about you know, about courses that I want to teach, and one of those you know, one of those courses is you know, is the conscious creation course, conscious procreation course. What if? What yes. if? You know, I'm always what we, ifing. You know, yes. <laughs> before we you know, before we go out and make another generation, what if yes. we sat down and you know, and consciously attempted to clear the dysfunctional junk out of our DNA before we procreate that next generation? What if we spent just a a few weeks in contemplation and mm. uh, and you know and and on purpose yes said we're gonna try now we try and make the world a better place before and instead of just you know, using our creative passion to you know, to you know, to procreate we stop yeah. And we, you know, we reorganize things and we clear up uh, as much as we possibly can and start teaching our children today. Yes. What we do, what the way, the, the emotional energy that we use to get through life doesn't just live in you. No. It lives six or seven generations down the line. We've even got scriptures that you know, that talk about this. You know, I, I'll answer the sins of the father upon the uh, uh, upon yes. the heads of the children up to the sixth and seventh generation of them that hate me. And I'm like, I started looking at all this stuff. I'm like, this is where science, religion, psychology, woo, woo all the rest of this stuff comes together. And we start yeah. to understand, we've really created a mess here. But it, no, the good news is it really doesn't take long to uh, to change it it doesn't take long no, to no. Uh, to uh, but it it does require a shaking Absolutely. or the waking i mean we okay. we are the problem and and every single thing that's happening to us at the present moment is by man's hand but equally mm -hmm. we are the solution, the solution if right. we choose to be Right. If we choose I, to be, we know what we need to do to put things right. We've got to step out of our own um, comfort in a sense of, yeah, but I don't want to give that up. Yeah, but I don't want to change it. No, I don't. Yeah, I'll, I'll support the world, but don't ask me to do this. Every single one of us has got to surrender to a certain change of lifestyle, right? right. And in changing our lifestyle and placing people and planet before profit or personal gain, right? People, planet, before profit or personal gain, we will all be enriched. We've got to stop looking at the I and look at us as a we, and not as a communistic point of view, but we've got to realize we're all part of this orchestra. How right. well are we playing? How harmoniously are we playing together? Are we playing something that transcends and illuminates? Or are we playing something that's rather like fingers on the chalkboard? It's up right. to us. Everything is up to us how your life is your health is your choice your mind is your choice your what you're doing in your life is your choice you can't choose what happens to you you can choose what you do with it that's exactly right and that's uh, uh that's really I, I, i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna take just a second and tell you exactly what i'm doing to uh, to uh, to make it uh, a change and all that stuff 
at my website, you know, we have a you know, we have a free uh, EFT. Are, are, are you are you much of a fan of emotional freedom technique yeah, tapping? Absolutely, tapping is Lovely. wonderful. You can do it anywhere, Lovely. anytime. Exactly. Yeah, so absolutely. we teach. You no, know, that's the first thing that we teach on our website, and it's you know it's a it's no cost whatsoever. The you know, the the program that I'm you know, that I'm launching today. Actually, not today, but you know, as we speak, uh, is called the Cancer Survivor Protocol, and uh, and it's a support program for people who want to do this work and uh, and create the emotional environment where you know, where these miracles can happen. Which I don't believe they're miracles at all. I think we're just following a protocol. We're you know, we're we're returning to the true nature of who we are by you know, by manipulating our emotional who we are precisely right? em yes. embracing the true yes. nature of who we are. Yes, and uh, and. We you know, will be running a series of, uh, of webinars on that. We, you can't sign up for it yet, but if you go to my website, you can drop us an email at, uh, at uh, Tim at Doc of Unlock. If you just go to our, you know, go to our website, docofunlock.com, uh, they can leave me some information. We can get them signed up for that webinar and we'll teach you know, what we, uh, all the things that we talked about here, we'll even go into, uh, into greater depth on those webinars and teach people one at a time yeah. how do this the specific steps that you know that we go through and the you know the very first step that you know that we talk about is called the power of acceptance and that's yes. you know, it's just a two week it's a two week program that you know where we you know, where we try and get people to feel the shift yes. this is not you know the you know, the natural language of human beings is not spoken it's not written it's not heard it's not it is felt yes. and uh, and we have not been trained how to no. feel or to be afraid of our feelings, right? Or, yes. To be, our feelings you know, will betray us or hurt us. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh no, yeah. we, we don't deal with that, any of that no. emotional oh, that, stuff. That, that I, I, I don't want to be emotional. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it's, uh, it's... You're not living it's, if you're not feeling. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, uh, but to teach people how to get uh, how to get in touch with that uh, with that feel that shift, yeah, feel the uh, feel the uh, the power of consciously choosing what your emotional response is, and the you know, the easiest first step to do that is acceptance. Just accept things the way they are, and that's uh, and not to love them, not to like them, not to want them, not to choose them simply accept the way they are. And that's a, uh, that's a really powerful step for it people. Is. And it was, it was a very powerful step for me in every, you know, a, a, every single circumstance that, you know, you know, all of the, you know, all of my cosmic tuba force, if I go back and, uh, and just choose to accept things the way that they are, instead of projecting all this, you know, all this, uh, you know, chaotic, dispersive, destructive energy into it, which is normal. Okay. Yep. Normal. Um, according it to has program, been anyway. normal has, has been, been normal. normal we're trying to change that norm right just because it has been doesn't mean it should be right exactly i absolutely agree oh my i we got to talk some more sister you and i are on the same <laughs> uh, on the same wavelength i love it, it it's, lovely. So it's lovely it's lovely to, to see you know a physician that recognizes this we, we were talking before <laughs> the show and i was just having a conversation with my brother today where my sister is really ill and she can't get a medical appointment they released it from hospital just because they needed the bed and the you know, for me, it's it's um, we, we, where I am. There's a million people without a doctor. Uh, you, you just can't get one. So you, you have to book a call with one. It's three minutes, one question. So, you know, Ouch. I always put it like, you know, you, you go into the mechanic and say, I've got a ding going on. Do you know where it is? No, but it's up to them to decide it. So you go in and say, I've got this. And they say, oh, you'll just take that. How do you know that's the problem, right? Out in three yeah. minutes. So, you know, the the... I think in a lot of ways, this medical crisis right now is showing us there are so many other ways that we can exactly. empower our health. Again, your health, 
is your choice. And I do so many shows on different type of modalities on how to help your body from, you know, right. the, the, the replumping of your actual cell structure to uh, feeling our thoughts, not thinking them. Thinking them is all programming. Feeling them is giving you the clarity of what you need to know when you need to know it, what to do with it, being in tune with ourselves, even the painful side of it right? You've, you've got to understand the pain to actually understand joy. And it doesn't mean you have to stay in pain. Make the pain become 10% of your life, not 90, right? So, or just choose to accept it the way it is. It choose you know? to accept Simply it the way choose it is. Yeah. As a first step. And mm -hmm. then uh, and then imagine, imagine anything that you want. Imagine yes. sending that pain love. Imagine that, yes. uh, that pain being erased. Imagine, uh, imagine that pain being replaced with joy. Imagine sending it joy. Imagine, imagine I mean, giving it a hug. <laughs> exactly. Imagine giving it a hug. It's it's amazing to me how many times you know, you know and, and this was uh, part of you know, part of I, I started my medical education or my uh, my residency as a general surgeon and uh, and I moved over to uh, you know, ear nose and throat a couple of years into my you know, into my training. But you know, in, in general surgery, we always just inundated usually by about eight or 10 or 20 uh, different patients who are, you know, who are chronic uh, abdominal painters. Yeah. And they've had million dollar workup multiple times, never find anything wrong. And I'm like, you know, even during my residency, you know, I, I, I was like, when are we going to say, listen, this is an emotional problem and get them the yes. help that they need. Exactly. And, uh, and, uh, and they, <laughs> In medicine, we still don't like talking about emotions. We're crying out loud. It's 2023, guys. I know. Oh. We have to talk about this. So, uh, so if they want, I will. I'll be happy to talk about it because, you know, because let me tell you something. That is your body trying to talk yes. to you, saying, yes. I have something here that is unresolved, mm -hmm. that needs, uh, that deserves attention. And sometimes all it needs is to be acknowledged. All it Can needs is to be acknowledged. Can you hear me now? Yes. Can you yeah. see me? Do you know I'm exactly. even existing? Right. And, yeah. uh, and and we don't even have to know what the cause is. All we have to do is to want something different, and then uh, and then release it. And there are all kinds of uh, of different modalities that we can use to yes. do that. EFT, uh, breath work, yes. imagination. Sound for crying out loud! Yes. I'm sure uh, somebody's talked to you about uh, about sound, using sound color, to get into a meditative art. I mean, state. music oh, is a huge music, one. dancing, music, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, the thing is, the answers are there, and there's going to be a different answer for each person. There is no one size that fits all, right? Right. You're going to the thing is acknowledge what what's wrong, acknowledge how you feel about it, acknowledge that you want to not feel that way about it, that you want to feel differently about it. Now be investigative. Start listening to the podcast. I've got how many? Shows? I've got 3,500 shows here. How many shows do I have on health? There's going to be one that will the fact that it might. Yeah, acknowledge the fact that it might not even be your pain. Exactly. There Knowledge could be death. ancestral pain, uh, past life pain. Exactly. Or if you're an empath, the pain that you're taking on for everyone else around you. Right. right? Yeah. So the thing is, is acknowledge what the problem is. How can we find a solution if we do not know what the problem is? Don't try and go, la, 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 I don't want to know. Or doctor, cut it out or give me drugs to suppress it. Right. It right. is. It is. We don't need any more Band-Aids. We don't need any more slice and dice. We need to get to the root cause of the problem so that Precisely. we can start nurturing. and. Absolutely. The best medicine, best medicine in the entire healing world is love, self-love, right. giving love. You know, and people in the past when I was coaching, he would say to me, but my heart is broken. And I've got two things to say with that. When we are shattered, 
it's putting ourselves back together like a bowl, but we put ourselves back together with love. And we fill that cup up with love and we let it run over. That's called flawsome. All those beautiful flaws put back together with love, right? right. If while you're in the process of doing that and you don't know how to kind of ignite your, uh, your heart again, it's been hurt, go out into nature. Listen to the trees rustle with the wind running through its leaves. Watch the children playing in laughter, the dogs chasing a stick or a ball, the ocean that comes up on the shore. All of that of nature, if you cannot smile, if you cannot smile at any one of those things, I guarantee there'll be a smile in there somewhere. There'll be something that will make your heart smile. Keep repeating this prescription over and over again until that smile becomes something not that sound becomes second nature to you that you know where to go to fulfill and fortify yourself and you know then how to pass that smile on simple smileness kindness caring consideration doing that for others will bring a smile back to you will lift your own heart will lift your own spirit will start healing your inner self by being kind and considerate to others while you're doing never it for under- others you are feeding yourself right and never underestimate the power of laughter Oh God! No. You know when no, there is no, there is unbelievable power in releasing laughter. You don't even have to have a reason to laugh. You can fake that. Yes. I mean, if you it's intoxicating, I, I can't tell you. <laughs> it is. It is ridiculous. You know, I dare anybody to spend three minutes going ha 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 ha. See, you you're doing it automatically. <laughs> yeah. yes. You know where I'm going. You know exactly. <laughs> But uh, but it becomes a contagious uh, you know a set of momentum yes. that allows you to use your body to affect our heart, our mind, our soul. You know, we can use EFT to uh, yes. to do the same thing. We can you know, we can use meditative movement. You can use that's why dance and yes. uh, and all the rest of these things. We it's can being use tuned. Yeah, precisely. And uh, and we can use imagination. If you yes. can't do anything else, you can always imagine doing whatever it is that you would like to do imagine sending yourself love imagine you ever tried to forgive somebody do you have any idea how hard it is for us to forgive people because we're by god justified and in, uh, in holding on to that no holding on well the, probably the coolest hack i ever learned in my life was don't forgive them just pretend to do it yes. and see what it feels like exactly and if it that forgiveness is good, for you is for you right? Precisely. Yeah. You know, mm. that no, it's no, it, unforgiveness or no, anger or any of the rest of this. It's kind of like drinking poison and hoping the other guy gets sick from it. Yes, I mean, it's exactly. crazy. And we understand that here, but we don't get it yeah. here until until we learn to feel again. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and this is one of the uh, one of the greatest injustices that Western medicine has uh, has done on people's psychiatry or psychology. All the pills that we you know that we give Numbing to these people is. make them numb. Exactly. Yes. It's not. We're going the wrong way. No, we, we, we need we to don't express, need to, we spend don't need to, the emotion, spend the feeling, right? We and need to also, manipulate it. You know, we need to call it the finger pointing. Like you're busy pointing fingers, their fault, their fault, their fault, their fault. There's three fingers coming back at you. What's right. your accountability? What part did you have in it? What are you going to do about it? Because for anything that happens to us, in some way, there's an invitation in there. We unknowingly, even if it's past patterning that keeps attracting this to happen to you, at some point we need to take ownership and go, okay, subliminally or, or physically, emotionally, I allowed that to happen. I need to take back that control over me and not give my control away. And that is empowering yourself with self love to not let it's not putting up borders, folks. 
there are boundaries of how much you will let in and those boundaries are healthy. You know what you can and cannot take. Not borders where you're shutting people out. Because you, the healing is in the more and more you brace other people. The more and more right. that you collaborate. The more and more you become that orchestra. The more and more you become that village. Right? That is where your right. growth, that's where the healing is. But the boundary is in your energy. Which energy signature are you? And that you can't help anybody lower than that because they're piranhas. They'll suck the life out of you. You raise your energy and inspire them to want to raise theirs. That's how you help right. them. I don't know. Think about this for just a second, though. Well, if uh, if negative emotion is uh, is dispersive and, uh, and positive emotion is concentrated, and uh, you know, I was just talking about this last night to uh, you know, to one of the moms of one of my you know, one of my son's swim uh, swim buddies. Um, she, she, her daughter was having a problem with a you know, with a bully at school, and I, you know, we talked about the concept of uh, of uh, of projecting, you know, with the cell phone yes. uh, and all the rest of that stuff. I said, "What's happening with that bully?" I, yes. you know, what are they expressing? Well, they're, uh, you know, they've uh, they've got this negative, dispersive, chaotic, yes. uh, destructive energy coming out of them. I said, "So what are they missing?" Oh my God, they're missing the uh, the uh, they're they're empty. They're, yes. uh, they're being empty. I said, so what do you think we can do? Mm. You don't reckon we could project something in there to fill them up, do you? Yeah. I'm like, maybe we could try. Okay. You know, White maybe light we of could. Love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Maybe we can, uh, maybe we can fill them up. Maybe we can imagine mm -hmm. projecting love and maybe we can imagine loving our enemies mm -hmm. kind of the way we're told to. Maybe we can imagine doing those things and uh, and see uh, and see what happens to our own energy and see if it get gets amplified or depleted. Yes. And I uh, and when we do it consciously, we uh, we actually amplify that energy. We, we become and, that uh, generator so the, that keeps on generating. Right. Yes. Exactly. We become we become the fusion generator that can't yes. be stopped now. No. And no. Uh, and so it's uh, it's really incumbent on us to you know, to you know, to wake up, take control. Uh, realize that you know the difference between negative and positive emotions and uh, and then choose positive emotions choose to uh, choose to project all that stuff for your own good and for the you know for the good of everybody around because then all of a sudden you realize negative emotions don't serve anybody except in a uh, except in a survival situation but no but look at the world that we live in oh. I mean, even the even the greatest cancer centers on the planet always fighting cancer are you kidding me mm -hmm. all right grow up Yes. Oh, absolutely. Evolve for crying out loud. Please, and, please, uh, please, please. Yeah. Uh, I mean, or don't, you know, or don't let us do it. You know, we'll all right, all right. You know, get out of the way. If that's where you want to keep on treading your program, go ahead, but get out of the way. I've done so many shows on cancer. There was one very interesting one brother and sister, the mother died of cancer. He co owned the Lakers. And so when he got cancer, the best that money could buy, she got cancer. She went to an, uh, an Indian way and actually took out 18 growths out of her body through this old method of the in of the Indian nature and they um over radiated him and killed him right right so the thing is you know your health is your choice your, your mental health is your choice your life is your choice everything is your choice when you hand yourselves over carte blanche without any input or control or questioning or or allowing the balance right then you're just saying do what you want with me instead of right. going let's look at this healing as a partnership because western medicine is important at times absolutely that's right but if you've got a doctor that will not allow you 
to look at the other side of the healing as well, change doctors. You want right. a doctor that says, this is my expertise, bring in the other expertise and let's have the yin and yang and, and make it a whole, right? Right. And I, and I see that happening more and more all the time. I, yeah. uh, I have a number of physician colleagues who, uh, in fact, I, I have a friend who is, uh, he's a, he's a two-time cancer survivor and, uh, and his oncologist will tell you, listen, <clears throat> you know, this isn't public, but no, uh, you got to surround yourself with positive people. You have to think positive yes. thoughts. You have to act positive. You know, love, you know they good, recognize love. this, yes. you know, they recognize this pattern of behavior, yeah. but you no, know, but they'll get punished for, you no, know, for, for saying such things. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what a messed up world are we living in? I said, yeah. enough, enough. Yeah, I'm not, you know, not going to do that. I don't, yeah. not, I don't have to live like that. And I, uh, and I don't, and no. Uh, and so, you know, being you know, being a part of this community, having these conversations with people like you is so refreshing. That uh, and it's not. This is you know. I, I'm going to stop using the word woo woo you know, only because yeah, people yeah, understand please, it. You know, yeah, because no, it's not. It, it is not. We, we, for God's sake, when are we going to actually learn? This is actually the generator right. of who we are as a being, right. a human exactly right. being. The yeah. beingness is the divine energy that is given to the human to have this experience. And what we benefit as a human is the touch, the taste, the feel, the hold of that energy, that sharing of that energy. Everything is energy and how we use it. When we use it through this vessel of a human body, we can experience things that, that just the beingness, just the energy cannot express on its own. It is a divine connection. And it took me a long time. I hated being human. I was a cosmic being rejecting being human. Because I looked at humanity and the way people treated me and, and everything that I tried to do and was suppressed. And I'm like, can I just beam up, please? Like, <laughs> but it beam me, me Scotty, beam me out of here. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. done. Scotty, I, I please. Felt that, <laughs> I, Sarah, I felt that way since I was a kid. And yes. you know, it's like, I just, I do not belong here. And uh -huh. I I see, you know, I, I, I see things differently. I, even, yeah. you know, it, my, my entire time in medicine, it, it probably happened every month, maybe every two months where, uh, where I, uh, around my colleagues, they'd hear me talking. It was like, you really don't belong here, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. No. And I just, sometimes I don't know why I'm here. Actually, yeah. I do know why I'm here. But because, well, now, yes, well, because now if you allowed yourself to be who you are meant to be doing what you're meant precisely. to be doing. Yes. Well, and my, no, my time in medicine really wasn't to, no, it wasn't to be some world changing doc, no. uh, some fancy surgeon. It was to understand yes. it was a part of my growth journey of, uh, yes. uh, uh, you have to understand. I mean, when I was eight years old, I was sitting on the, uh, in my, uh, I will never forget this as long as I, because it was so weird. I was on the, uh, on the floor looking at a Sears catalog with my, uh, my sister. There was a, there was a, uh, a steel uh, a chimney cap in front of us. We were in the process of, uh, of revamping a chimney. And uh, she turned the page. I didn't want her to turn the page. I reached across real fast uh, to to grab that page and turn it back. And I hit uh, that steel uh, chimney cap and it sliced my finger open. It just laid that. Dude. I mean, the tip of my uh, finger came off. I mean, oh, it was wow. hanging there. When I looked at this, I was eight years old. And I looked at this and the first thought in my head was, I hope I can still operate. And I'm like... <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah, exactly. I was eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. You know, and you know, mind you, I, I used to sit on the, you know, the same spot on the floor and you know, look at the Encyclopedia Britannica's for hours, you know, flipping flipping the charts. I, I, I know deep in my heart, I'm 
I finally uh, got to the uh, got to the yes. point where I uh, where I did what I was supposed to do, but I always knew when I was in that uh, in my medical education, when I was in med school, when I was in residency, there was something inside that knew this isn't the end. This isn't no. Uh, this isn't the this be is, all and the end. All this, this is, is just this is a few a chapters step. of your life. Mm. There's a few chapters. No, you need to be here. You need to understand this stuff. And uh, and then uh, man, I'll tell you what. At the end of my uh, end of my career, I uh, I got haunted out of that uh, out of that system because i was starting to challenge some things i'm like uh i don't think this is okay and uh, i this isn't safe and uh, and man i'll tell you what in uh, in corporate medicine you ever say this isn't safe mm -hmm. guess what happens they show you the door and all of a sudden you can't find a job in six different states no right. i know that uh, yes, i yes. Uh, i experienced that and uh, and then you know moved into private practice and uh, and the practice group that no uh, that i was in one of the guys, one of the one of the business guys, tried to explain to me gently. He's like, um, "You really don't get this, do you?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He said, "He said you don't understand you, you, the the way you're practicing medicine. You're solving problems that other people are getting paid to manage." Yeah. Do you understand that that's not a sustainable cash flow model? Exactly. Hallelujah. This is what, you know, big said, I'm sorry. it's become a manufacturing plant. I had a surgeon on the other day that talked about uh, this. Yes, exactly. Well, I, you know, I said, no, I said, that's not what I signed up for when I put the no. code on. I get it now. I get it. I get, no, I get what my role is here. I get what my, no, what my mission is, is to say, listen, I did that. No. And, you know, I, no, I crawled to the top of that, no, of that educational ladder. I, no, I worked there for a while. And I realized what it can do and what it can't do, what it yes. doesn't do, what it refuses to acknowledge. And, and everything that we can't see, that we can't weigh and we can't measure doesn't exist. Really? If we weighed your body three minutes before you died and three minutes after you died, the weight's not going to change. And yet what it is that we can't see and what we can't measure and what we can't weigh defines the exactly. moment at which medicine loses their interest in you. Yes. You know, I I was having this conversation with you know, last year. I had you know, had this big tall cowboy from you know, from East Texas in my office, and you know, talking about things that we can't you know, weigh and we can't measure. I said, you know, what's the volume of a thought? What is what's the you know, how much does love weigh? Mm -hmm. He limped out of my office when he leaned over and patted his wife on the knee and said, "About 180 pounds this morning, baby." <laughs> That's not what I meant. That is not what I meant. But it's, it's kind of fun. good that he actually looked at his oh, wife's yeah. love. Yes. Hey, they got it. They got it. They also got yeah. a kick in the shin, too. So, no. uh, but, the yeah, thing is, we're learning. Joy. We're finally learning. And the thing is, you know, what we're seeing and, and why we're seeing so much protesting going on right now with people trying to turn the cock clocks back into you know uh, pregnant and barefoot in the kitchen and and you know everything to do a reason why we're seeing more binary people and we're seeing more this and that is a protest against this programming this uh, control factor religion has become a control it's not about god you can go touch god anytime you've got a private channel you don't need to go through the church and go through it's damnation if you don't put in enough money in the kitty that week right so it's all about your connection well, you, you got all the all the stubs come out on you don't they sarah that's hilarious <laughs> i love you i want to live next door to you and sit and drink beer this is awesome wine ah! or whiskey darling wine or whiskey you can keep the <laughs> beer okay with me. <laughs> but the whole point is is that we know what's going on and the biggest protesting that we're seeing with the wars with the pushback with everything that's going on politically emotionally everything is going on is they already know they've lost the battle 
They already right. know that people have elevated already to this higher consciousness. They right. know they're being left behind subconsciously. They don't know it consciously. And they already know that the bridge, the fourth dimension, has already separated from the third dimension and they're being left behind. So they're protesting. They, you know, they're right. like children, two-year-olds right. stamping their feet. Exactly. And so, but, you know, it, we they had their option. They've had many, many right. years, 12 years in order to join that bridge or more to rise up to a higher elevation and they have chosen not to we have to concentrate on the people that have chosen to and to be right. the wind underneath each other's uh, you know wings and and to be there for each other because this village is only as strong as everybody's participation and everybody is given a gift everybody is gifted and here to contribute their gift to that collective the eye is very very important in this team because without the eye there is no team we are each one of us responsible for what our contribution is. First and foremost, though, we have to contribute to ourselves. Because what are we giving? What are we sharing? Dysfunction, unhappiness, sickness? Or are we going to share beautiful fortification of love and being and kindness and caring and compassion and gifts at our fullest? That's actually going to feed the rest of the world. So we are the solution, folks. Feed it, feed it, feed it. Start with yourselves. Amen to that, sister. <laughs> I uh, you know, I mean, I, again, I've, in the last nearly 12 years, I've done some incredible shows with some incredible people. And, and the thing is, this: if you watch the news, which I tell you not to, but if, you know, when you watch it, you can't help it. It's bombarded everywhere. And the more we feed the hysteria, the more the hysteria grows. When we oh, yeah. choose to feed simply joy, simply laughter, simply fun and love, one smidgen at a time you'll find that smidgen will get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and the more we feed those solutions the more we actually are changing the entire energy platform we've already tilted the the um the scale that consciousness is already rising that's why there's so much protesting going on and we as human beings are coming together and saying please look at us as a beautiful divine being, no matter what our casing is, no matter right. what our sexuality is, our economics is, our color is, our language is, or anything else, just look at us as a beautiful human race. And no matter what our package is, what's in the character of your heart, your soul, and your meaningful purpose? I couldn't have said it better myself, sis. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely love it. You are, you are, you are, you just went to the top of my new favorite friends. Oh, That's bless you. fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Thank you so much for having a chance to chat. Uh, oh. This has just been a blast. And oh, I, it was uh, great. It's great having somebody coming from your world and, and, and knowing that this world is where the answer is. And again, right. no knock on medicine. It has its place. No, 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 no. But it's oh, the, uh, to know, no, don't rely on that for your well-beingness. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. I, I, I'm going to extend an, uh, an invitation to you to come back on, on my podcast. I oh, just got the artwork you. done for it yesterday. Yay. It's called the Blacklisted Physician. All the things that we're not supposed to talk about, oh, we're yes. going to talk about. Yeah, yes. you like that. I know. I that, do that, like that. that. It's that time to reveal. Yeah. <laughs> the wake up and the shake up is coming, oh, baby. Yes. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I want you to come on and not uh, and talk about it and say, listen, this is not new information, Teal. Good, uh, you know, good for you for telling. But you know, come up with a uh, come up with something uh, original for crying out loud. This is not new. We've been here for twelve years for crying out loud. 
But you know what? It, uh, in my experience, it takes about 30 years yes. in medicine for, you know, for anything to, you know, to truly change. And, uh, and that was one of my greatest frustrations in medicine was like, listen, if I hear, but we've always done it that way one more time, I'm going to choke somebody. Uh. Just because oh you have, God. or just be- it doesn't mean it has to be for crying. It's like, look at where we are with technology. That right. has come from our incredible, inquisitive, creative minds. Exactly. When are we going not- to match our, our own illumination to that technology and, and know how to use it so that we can rise up and be? Don't look at right. it. I as your enemy, yes, in the wrong hands, like a surgeon, Right. Who wrong hands and wrong intent. How many cases have we heard about that, right? So right. when you've got the right intent and it comes from the heart, anything could be beneficial to you, any any of these technologies, your car that right. you drive, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited about AI, I can't stand it. I mean, no, I'm, I I'm just it. dying I've done many shows video. on it. It's, it's actually, it's kind of having that really rational, logical friend there, you know, and yeah, exactly. and, it, and it's very articulate and it can express sometimes things that we can't express in ourselves. And it's right. like having or, that, no. that, that rational thought speak back to you. Right. Right. When we're feeling but it's rational. <laughs> but it is not, it is rational thought. It yes. is not creative Emotion. energy, no. not intuitive. And it is not emotional. And, and, you know, we're still addicted to that, you know, to that rational mind. So yeah. it's not, uh, it, 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 I, I, I find myself reminding myself all the time. What's uh, how do you create your way out of this? What do you mm-hmm. want to create next? What do you want to create today? What do you want to create in this moment? What do you want to create this morning? What do you want to create this afternoon? Because that's, you know, that's the highest and best expression of, of our lives is actually creativity. Yeah. That's why it's the first book in the Bible for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. It's all about creation. And uh, and you know, choosing to use that emotional energy that is concentrated, yes. organized, and creative yes. is the highest and best expression of who we are as human beings. Yeah. And uh, you know, the best thing that we can ever ask ourselves is, what? No. How do I fill my mission today? Yeah. How do I fill that mission today? How do I fulfill my contract? How do I? Uh, how do I? How do I show what up? I can do? How do I show up? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, so and that's that's the so beauty good. of it. I mean, now you've got a book here, uh, cracking the caveman's code. Yes, ma'am. Um, they can so, no, they can download it for free for crying out loud. Just right. go to my website, docofunlock.com, and they can no, they can download it for free. It uh, no, it goes into even more greater uh, detail. Not we didn't talk about food yet today. I had to come we, back. We've got to we'll do another show. Food. Yes, no, we've, we'll we've do it. got it. That's no, no problem. This, this is part one. You've got to come back. Yeah. We've got so much to unravel here because uh, food it, plays it, an it. enormous impact in it. And the it way does. we eat food, not just the food we eat, the way we eat the food, uh, all of that. So, yes, 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 you're going to be back for sure. But yes, ma'am. Your site, how do people get hold of you uh, so they can look at all of your services and how do they sign up? www.docofunlock, D-O-C-O-F-U-N-L-O-C-K.com. And uh, the, uh, if you give me just a, a few extra days, you can start looking at us on YouTube. Uh, eventually, we'll have the podcast, uh, the you know, the Blacklisted Physician. You know, we'll have that up and running here in the next few weeks as well. Excellent. So I am I am new to this world. And uh, I, I, I got people for you to so interview. Thank you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, yes. We are just getting started on all yes. this stuff. And I I couldn't be any more excited to be here. I'm so happy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it took me so long to get to the party. <laughs> 
it's okay. You're here now. That's the whole point. I am. Right. I am. And, and it's never too late. That's the whole point. It's that whether right. you know what we're seeing is our younger people coming to it earlier. Yes, but they haven't got so much old programming to de de deprogram, right. right? But the and whole point right. is getting here. And what what we do bring is a certain amount of wisdom that is we've got the life experiential wisdom and we've got the divine wisdom meeting and when we come from that place of divine wisdom with experiential wisdom that knowingness that knowingness is something that we so trust in because you feel it right at the very core of you right. it's your compass it will always steer you in the right direction and with your love generator getting behind it right and that spirit being free to move you know oh the clarity that comes when you need to know it is there and it's a wonderful place to be <laughs> i love your energy sis. i love it oh i'm just dying for the next conversation oh i can't wait we'll have to book it straight away so it is triple uh, w d o c o f u n l o c k so doc for of Un, doc, doc of, of unlock, unlock doc of unlock.com and uh, just go there and uh, check it all out and download the book that's your first step right get going with it the more and more you are willing to embrace the change the more and more the change comes about and the more and more you discover your meaningful purpose and your love and your joy and it's exciting it is exciting to be here yes, it's a it is a lot of fun, and way more joy than I than I ever had practicing medicine. That's that's one of the reasons why it was so easy to give up that license. Yes. Say, like, see you later. Exactly. No, it's a different form of license now, right? It's a cosmic one. That's exactly. I have a free license now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, you're coming back. We're going to be talking about food, and we're going to extend this conversation for sure. And there's so much more to cover on this. But first, it starts, folks. Your health is your choice. Your life is your choice. Even things that happen to you, it is your choice how you handle them. Know your emotions. Be in touch with your emotions. Are they just wanting to be angry and lash out? Or can you look at that emotion of anger and go, how do I heal that anger that it doesn't consume me, but I can turn it around to being something that is productive for the person I'm angry at, or even just for my own anger, how do I put it somewhere else? It's all about knowing our emotions. They are there for us for a reason. Don't be afraid of them, but also don't become emotional about them. Don't get stuck in an emotion because that's when hysteria comes about and we don't want that, okay? Right. So thank you so much, Dr. Tim. And we will be speaking again and to everyone else out there. Remember, you are the light you seek. You are the love you seek. Just switch yourself on. Until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted and we do hope that you enjoy the next show.